Hello. Yes, this is Conversation Matters. You're in the right place. Is that your prescription? Thank you. Okay. Oh, confidence? No, that's not a problem at all. Let me just check. Yes, I can get you in with a certified conversationalist right now. I'll let him know you're here if you want to head right through that door. He'll be ready for you. Yes. Oh, you're here for a conversation? Of course you are. <laughs> Can I see your prescription? All right. All right. Okay. Oh my goodness. It's always good to get a prescription from the great Dr. Andrew Michaels. Doctor of Astrobiology, ooh, from the University of Chicago. He always has a different way of looking at life. And I see he noticed something in you that we need to talk about. Well, this will be very painless. We'll just sit down and have a small conversation together. Would you like a drink of water? Okay. Okay. All right. So how long have you had problems with confidence? Oh, yeah, I can see that. Health issues can lead to lack of confidence because you physically feel weak or mentally unstable from the illness. You, you know, dizzy spells, lightheaded, you feel like you're sick all the time. It's hard to be confident when you're not feeling well. So, yes, physical illness can lead to that. Okay, so where we go with that is the first thing you need to do is quit focusing on the illness. Okay, you have some physical illnesses and some physical ailments. I'm getting older myself, so I've got some different physical Ill illnesses that, you know, I can't run as much as I used to. I can't swim as far as I used to. But you still have to stay in shape. So what we're going to do is we're going to challenge ourselves to stay in shape and stay sharp mentally and build confidence in ourselves to the best of our ability. Okay. So here's some examples like instead of concentrating on the negative of comparing yourself to other people, what you need to do is work on things that build you up. Reading some literature or some scientific papers or studying something in an encyclopedia to broaden your knowledge on a subject before you give a talk on it or learn more about it. This would help you broaden your knowledge and it would make you more confident in the subject. 
And when you start to feel more confident, you're able to talk on the subject and alliterate what your feelings are on it. And you can do it from a point of knowledge and a point of strength. You may feel ill, you may not feel great, but if you read upon the history of something and you compare it to several different sources, you can start to become more of an expert at it. Maybe not a doctor of it, but an expert on the subject. And uh, in layman's terms, at least you'd be able to speak confidently on it, the subject. This is a way to help build your self-esteem and make you feel better about yourself as a person. A good example is, I'm not that good at driving. So you could read up on defensive driving studies, you know, on how to be a more defensive, careful driver, how to be more attuned to your situational awareness about, you know, your position in the um, driver's seat. And situational awareness can help you so much in so many facets of your life to be more confident. Let's say you're in a situation like driving where, okay, you're at a laundromat and somebody comes in that doesn't appear to be doing laundry. For one, they don't have laundry. They're messing around with the coin machine. They're kind of looking around to see who's in the building. They could be there to rob you. They could be there for, you know, nefarious reasons. Being in a position of situational awareness where you're paying attention to your environment and your surroundings, you can be confident that nothing's going to happen to you because you're going to take the proper actions, positive actions, to remove yourself from this situation. Okay, if he comes over here, I'm going to throw my laundry basket between me and him. I'm going to go out the exit, the, the, the opposite direction, which opens up into a busy street. So I won't be alone anymore. I'll have other people around me. Um, I'm going to not do that last load of laundry right here. I'm going to move down to a machine closer to the exit. Uh, I'm also going to stand next to this other person doing laundry and fold my clothes here and strike up a conversation so it looks like we know each other. So now there's two people together. And uh, maybe the guy's just there to rob the coin machine or put a fake dollar bill in. Or something like that. But the idea is to be aware of your surroundings. Know your exits. Know where other people are. Watch for odd behavior. In these ways, you're keeping yourself more safe. It doesn't make you paranoid to be safe. Being paranoid is thinking everybody's out to get you. That will tear down your confidence. Because you think everybody's out to get you. Well, there's no way I can survive that. You are going to survive this. You're not paranoid. You are aware of your environment. You know you have to look both ways when you cross the street. You know you have to wait until the crosswalk is, uh, the, the right light is on. And you know you have to pay attention to people who disobey the laws and turn right or left against the crosswalk and run people over regardless. The trick is to stay safe. And building confidence in yourself and the environment around you, you start to say, I'm not afraid to go to the movies. I'm not afraid to go to the store. I'm not afraid to go to the laundromat. Because if there's something going on there that's not 
making me comfortable and I don't feel safe there. I'm confident enough. I know I use the word over and over again, but I'm trying to drill it in. I'm confident enough to make the right decision to get myself out of this situation. Do you see that? I am wise enough, smart enough, educated enough, and aware. I am aware that I can get myself out of this situation. Somebody pulls a knife and says, come here, you. You get the laundry basket between you and him. You start to back towards that exit and you get the hell out. You ain't going nowhere with no one. Double negative. You're not going to be a victim because you're not going to allow yourself to be a victim because you're confident. You're strong. I'm not saying victims are people who don't have self-esteem and confidence. Some people are just victims. But you are going to teach yourself not to become a victim to the best of your ability. And if you do become a victim, somebody rips you off. Somebody tricks you. Somebody robs you. You're going to use logic to memorize the features of the person. Tattoos, piercings, hair color, eye color, height. How tall is this person? Compare them to something in the surroundings. You're going to become situationally aware of where they went. You're going to, when they run away, you're going to go out and see which direction they went. You're going to see where they went. You're going to see how they run. You're going to see how they carry themselves when they get away from you. You're going to see if they touched any surfaces where they could have left their fingerprints. Well, when he went out the front door, he grabbed that handle and he touched that glass right there. There's a fingerprint of his right there. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. You're going to hand him your basket. He grabs your basket and he puts it to the side and then takes your money and leaves. His fingerprints are on the basket. Do you see what I'm saying? I know these are silly things that you have to be in the moment to know, but a confident person thinks their way through life. Life is a challenge. Life is a test. You go through life and you start to question things. You start to say, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. The facts aren't adding up to what you just said. That, that, that doesn't make sense. You don't have to challenge people to their face and you don't have to challenge them openly. You're smart enough to go back, look things up for yourself and start to realize, well, those people are saying things to me to keep me from being confident. I'm not that far off on this subject. I could learn this. I can do this. I can, I can, I can do this just the same as them. If you apply yourself, any human being, if you apply yourself to a problem, you can solve it. You can overcome obstacles. Human beings are like that. They can outthink the animal side of their selves that just accepts things, takes things, allows themselves to be abused, allows themselves to be punished and prejudiced against. An intelligent, confident person will combat these issues, not a little, all 
the time. Well, I wouldn't expect you to understand that because you're a woman. I wouldn't expect you to understand that because you're black or you're Italian or you're Native American. What did you mean by that? Do you see? And it doesn't matter what they say about us. They can separate us any way they want. It doesn't have to be the color of your skin. It doesn't have to be your gender. It could be your religion, your culture, your background, or what side of the tracks you grew up on. Am I right? But just because you grew up on the other side of the tracks and you're the same color, ethnicity, and religion as those people telling you, well, you grew up on the other side of the tracks, so you wouldn't understand this. You have every right, every single right as a human being to overcome the obstacles put in front of you and become the person you choose to be. Now, there are all kinds of arguments and reasoning against what I just told you. But the reality is, you know in your heart you are just the same as everybody else. You have every chance and every opportunity to become successful in this world. Only by allowing yourself to be prejudiced against, pushed around, pushed down, controlled. These are the ways that stop you from being the person you wish to be. And a lack of self-confidence is number one, the problem. Don't look at what others have with an envious eye. Look at it with an analytical eye. How is that person more successful than me? How did that person do better than me? Hmm. Did they work harder on it? Did they put more time into it? Did they present themselves differently than I did? Did they present themselves in a more, you know, appealing manner than I did? Did they carry themselves like a gentleman or a lady? You have to look inward and look outward, both, and find out where you're coming up short. We all make mistakes. We do. And everything is a learning curve. You have to figure out where you are on that curve and start working your way in the right direction. Failure is coming up to a wall. Success is coming up to that same brick wall. Knowing you can't go through it, you've hit a wall. And choosing to go forward in another direction. And in so doing, you turn a failure into a learned part of your future success. And these aren't magical things I'm saying. These are common sense solutions to problems. I'm hitting a wall. Why can't I go forward? I'm plateauing here. What am I doing wrong? Usually when you hit a plateau and things seem to be stagnant, or you're not going anywhere. That's time to dig in your heels, pick up a shovel, and start digging. Start digging 
really hard. Raise a, f- a couple of, I wanted to say a couple, raise a couple of blisters on your hands. Get down to the nitty gritty and get down in the dirt and find out what exactly is the problem in the soil here. Why can't we grow those flowers we want? Is it too acidic or not acidic enough? Are we not getting enough sun or are we getting too much sun for the problem? These are common problems when a gardener tackles a horticulture issue. They figure out, well, this is the wrong growing season. The soil's too acidic. This is a partial sun plant, and we're giving it full sun. We're using too much water. We're using not enough water. It needs watered, but it needs proper drainage for the roots. Do you see how you plant that flower, where you plant that flower, and how you raise that flower, the location in relation to the sun, it all comes together for a proper growth pattern. And when you get down into the dirt, when you get down into the nitty-gritty of things, you can start to see that's why that was more successful than what I did. This is why this is more successful than what I did. Or you could look at it the other way. I worked really hard on this, and I do see growth. I don't see the growth I wish I had, but I do see growth. I am going in the right direction. It's just not going as fast as I want it to. So I need to make sure I'm doing those things that are promoting growth. And then continue to improve things to make that growth keep happening. To get it to exponentially grow. Excuse me for just a minute. I have to get a drink of water. This is quite a conversation, by the way. I really like talking about confidence issues because I, I think we don't spend enough time on it in society. We really do worry about making people conform, making people sit in their chairs, fold their hands, look ahead, look straight ahead, and we all jump up and we all, and there's nothing wrong with this, I'm not against it, we all jump up and say the Pledge of Allegiance, we all get a line, we all go to lunch, we come back from lunch, we all sit in our seats you know, we're all in our places with smiles on our faces. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. And that's a conformist attitude. And you kind of have to have it when you have 30 screaming kids in a room. You've got to have some sense of order and balance or the kids run the roost and they're not going to learn anything. And you need to teach critical thinking. You have to allow critical thinking, logical thinking, the idea of taking one step to the next level to figure out a problem. And it's good that you teach a little bit of discipline, a little bit of control, so that people can learn disciplines, not the actual discipline. That wasn't what you were trying to teach the child. You were trying to teach the child to be disciplined enough to learn the discipline. The discipline of learning math, 
of learning critical thinking, of learning how to read and interpret art, how to interpret and read music, how to play an instrument. You have to be disciplined enough to learn the discipline of the trumpet. Do you see the difference? And that's where you have to challenge yourself. Well, what are you doing wrong? The master or the teacher sometimes gets more out of the student by saying, the student keeps asking, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? Well, maybe the teacher should ask, what are you doing wrong? Are you focusing on what others are doing and how fast they're progressing? It is important to know your place and work up and be competitive. Competition helps. But are you focused on competition when you should be focused on what can I do to make me excel? What can I do to take my physical and mental shortcomings in this situation, turn them around, and excel at this situation? I can figure this out. I'm smart. I must be. I wouldn't be doing this discipline, this study. I wouldn't be doing this vocation unless I knew I could do the vocation. Unless I knew I could do this. Why else am I here unless I knew I could do this? I could learn this. And that's about confidence. Building up the confidence to tell yourself, I can do this, or I wouldn't be here. They never would have accepted me into this law school unless I qualified. And I'm just as qualified as everybody else that went through the door. Yes, there's a number one in the class graduating, and there's a number last graduating, but they all are qualified, met the requirements to be here. And I do belong here. I started doing this discipline. I started learning how to do this. And I should have started a long time ago. I can do this. I am accepted by my peers. And I am confident that I can build. Or I wouldn't be doing it. I would just be watching from the sidelines, and I'm not watching from the sidelines. I am qualified to do this, and I belong here amongst my peers, and I will be heard, and I will be acknowledged, and I will continue to grow, and I'm going to work for it, and I'm going to find things that do work. And continue that down that path. And I'm going to find things that aren't working. And I'm going to stop doing that. And we all have to do these internal and external examinations of our environment and our situation. And our lack of knowledge or lack of, say, skill in something. If you were going to talk about an issue and you could only talk about it as a layman, you would at least do what I said, study up on it, read on it, become somewhat of an expert, even if it's only in your own mind. But you would become 
knowledgeable of the situation. You wouldn't be talking out of your ass, as they say. You would be talking from a position of knowledge. And you could also make references to your knowledge. You could say, well, I read a recent study in, and that recent study said this. Well, if you refer back to what doctors such and such said, this is the way that was interpreted, and the data dictates this. And you could speak from a point of confidence and self-esteem. No, you're not a, going to become a teacher of it. You're not going to become a doctorate of the sciences of that study, but you could learn it. You could add to the conversation. And you'd be respected for it because people would say, you know, they took the time to learn that. And you could also be confident when you don't know something. Here's an example. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. I really don't know a lot about that. But I am so intrigued by the subject, I would love to hear more about it. I plan on looking that up after we leave, because what you're telling me is fascinating. I'm quite interested in what you're saying about this subject, because, to be quite honest, I know very little to nothing about it. Thank you for expanding my knowledge on this matter. It's, it's quite intriguing. That's a way of you showing how confident you are. You're not intimidated by somebody else's knowledge. You're actually enamored by it. You're fascinated by the study and the, the grasp of someone else's knowledge. My goodness, that's such an interesting subject. I'm glad I ran into you tonight. You've given me this opportunity to discuss this with you because I really don't know a lot about it. And as you become more confident in your own world, in your own environment, you can start to ask the right questions. Well, I understand that. I, I, I'm definitely just a layman on this subject. I don't understand it very much at all. But um, what did you mean by this? What did the experts say about that? And where were they going with that? What exactly is the purpose of this? You can ask the right questions because you'll be confident in your knowledge to decipher what you're being told, take in the information, and make a valued judgment on it. Now remember, it's just a conversation, just like what we're having right now. And I can see in your eyes that you're already becoming more and more confident in your own ways. You took the time to listen. You took the time to sit down and talk to somebody about it. When you came in and handed me your prescription for this lack of self-confidence issue, you apologized. You said, I'm sorry. I've been lacking in some areas of my life. I want to go back to that. Are you really lacking? Because you came here looking for results, for answers. You took the time to tell someone that you had a problem and worked on it. That's not the sign of somebody who should apologize for shortcomings. That's somebody who should be honored for knowing they had shortcomings and worked on improving themselves. 
you're not cowering down to your problems. You're seeing your problems. You're understanding them. You're alliterating them. You're, you're, you're exposing them to the light and naming them, you know, putting them out there. And then you're conquering these problems. You're putting these problems behind you or you're learning to deal with them. That's not a failure. That is a successful person. That is a confident person who believes in themselves that they have the spirit and the will and the power within them to overcome these shortcomings. Shortcomings that are, you know, I have to study now because I get too tired later. So I'm studying now. That's not a weakness. That's you knowing I have to do this now. That's you learning your body, learning your environment, learning your weaknesses within and the weaknesses outside you and making the best of the situation and conquering these issues. That is admirable and respectable. You should be not apologizing. You should be proud of yourself. In the little bit of time I've known you, I've said it to you more than once that I'm proud of you. And I know you can go back through the conversations like this one. And you can see where I've told people that I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for taking the step towards self-improvement, towards knowledge, towards opening up your mind to thinking for yourself, to becoming a better person. When we fall back on apathy and jealousy and hatred and anger, we close ourselves off and we give up. You didn't do that. You're not that person. And you know you can't be that. You do. You know you can't be that person that gives up. Because there's too many people out there that think the opposite of you, that you're a wonderful, beautiful person. And we want you to succeed. Love may be too strong a word. And I don't mean it in the romantic sense. But we love you as a unique individual. And we love to see the changes in you and see you grow as a human being. You bring joy and hope to all those around you when you grow as a human being. You put a little good back into the world. And people do see it even if they don't tell you every day. Recently, I personally, on a personal note, recently, somebody really leveled a nasty comment towards me. And, and it was a family relative. And I took it to heart. And I told a friend. And the friend laughed and said, that's funny. I, I, I don't want to tell the specific situation, but my close friend said, they laughed. They, 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 without telling you the actual thing that was said, it was a hurtful statement and it was a very closed minded and ignorant thing to say, but it was something that was said out of anger and I was hurt. And I said, I, I just don't understand why they said that to me. And they said, 
It's funny they said that to you because you're the most protective person I've ever seen with your family. And you're, you're always safeguarding your family. For them to say that, you know, you need to step it up a notch is quite funny. And I said, well, there's nothing wrong with re... And then I kind of snapped too. And I said, okay, that was weird that they would say something like that to me. But there's nothing wrong with self-evaluation and looking at the situation. So I'll take their words into consideration and I'll examine that if I need to tighten up the old... Uh, you know, tighten down the bolts and tighten down the hatches so we don't sink the submarine when we go underwater. But I realized how somebody else saw me. One person saw me as lacking in, you know, keeping an eye on things, and the other person saw me as overreacting to watching out for things. So hopefully I fall somewhere in the middle. Do you see what I'm saying? And I will do some self-evaluation and see what side of the fence I fall on. And I thanked both of them for making me think and making me do a little bit of soul-searching and looking into the problem. And I think that we need to do that once in a while. There's nothing wrong with self-evaluation. And the person who says, I, I am being petty, I am being jealous shouldn't be scolded for it. They should be, they should at least be rewarded for the fact that they're recognizing that they need to stop doing it and they need to do more constructive things in their life. And when they do, they'll be better for it. And they'll be a stronger person for it. I've seen people of tremendous talent doing things that I only wish I could do. And they say, Oh, I wish I could be like you. And I'm like, I wish I could be like you. You're so talented. We need to listen and realize what we're saying to each other. Things aren't always the way they're presented. And you hear what you want to hear and you shut your mind off to it. Well, it must be true. I'm not talented like that person. They think you're more talented than they are. They think you're more successful than they are. Yet you think the opposite. You think the same thing about them. You only wish you had the talents they had. We do this to ourselves all the time, so don't be afraid to self-examine and make changes in your life for the positive. Be aware of your environment. Just like the guy going to rob you in a laundromat. If you're jealous of somebody else's talents, then you find out they're jealous of you and your success. You just robbed yourself of an opportunity to go forward in life and be a better person and to be a free person and a better thinking person. Do you see what I'm saying? It is kind of the same thing. If you think about it, you're robbing yourself of an opportunity to progress by closing your mind. So be aware of your environment. Be aware of what people think of you. Be willing to change. Be willing to change. And that's the lesson this week. Be confident that you can make the changes in your life to make it better. Because you are here. And the reason you're here is you want to change. You wouldn't be talking to me right now if you didn't want to change.
And that's not something to apologize for or feel bad about. That's something to be proud of. You want to make things better for yourself. You want things to improve. And you are going to make things improve. They've improved for you already. When I look at you, when I talk to you, I can see it in your eyes. The strength is in you. Not somewhere else. In you. You can do this. And you'll be a better person for it. I know we went on long, didn't we? That's okay. I enjoyed talking to you today. And I hope I can get to talk to you again someday because I do like your company. And I like you as a person. You should be more confident because I see things in you I only wish I had in myself. And I see them in abundance in you. So don't give up on you. All right? Okay. Till I see you again, have a most blessed day. All right? Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tirar de Huello. Please take a moment to rate and review this podcast. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash The theme song Atlantis is by Jason Shaw of audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, may be sent to tirardehuello at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels, thank you.